In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our sermon text this evening comes from our psalm, which he just sang a few moments ago. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, when you hear the church bells ring, you know that it's time to sing. How's that for a rhyme for you? In all seriousness, church bells have been long used to signify various things. They are used to tell time, ringing at the top of the hour. For instance, here at Faith, our church bell rings at the top of each hour from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Historically, church bells have been used to mark, to mark the hour for work, prayer, and community gatherings. You may have been in some churches that ring the bell at the beginning, the middle, and the end of the Lord's Prayer. The reason for this is that farmers around the field at a distance, know when the congregation is at prayer with the Lord's Prayer and can follow along. But one primary use of church bells is as a call to worship, signaling that worship will begin shortly. As if to say, it's time, put down what you are doing, come to divine service and receive the gifts of God. In Psalm 95 today, we hear a call to worship. This text of this psalm should be mighty familiar to us Lutherans. Indeed, the words of this psalm are sung towards the beginning of the Order of Matins in the Venite, which we call it. As a matter of fact, we sang the Venite just a few moments ago. To be sure, the Venite, as we know it, is a call to worship. For the word venite means, O come. Or as we sing, O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. It may seem odd to have such an uplifting text right in the middle of Lent, especially given what we have been hearing from the psalmist at this point in our series. On Ash Wednesday, we spoke of our sin being ever before us. Two weeks ago, along with the psalmist, we acknowledged that we are sinners. Last week, we discussed Psalm 121 in the light of the first article of the Creed. There, we were reminded that God the Father is our creator and that he continues to give us all that is needed, needed to support this body and life. Well, for the sake of those who are still learning, let me read again for you the first article of the Creed in its explanation. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. What does this mean? I believe that God has made me in all creatures, that he has given me my body and soul, eyes, ears, and all my members, my reason and all my senses, and still takes care of them. He also gives me clothing and shoes, food and drink, house and home, wife and children, land, animals, and all that I have. He richly and daily provides me with all that I need to support this body and life. He defends me against all danger 
and guards and protects me from all evil. All this he does only out of fatherly, divine goodness and mercy, without any merit or worthiness in me. For all this it is my duty to thank and praise, serve, and obey him. For all of this, for all that God has done, it is our duty to thank and praise him. Yes, even in this season of Lent. You see, one misconception of Lent is that it is a 40-day period of being miserable, dwelling in our sin and our unworthiness. After all, we do confess that we are poor, miserable sinners, though it is true that we do take a step back and reflect, slow down, acknowledge that we are sinners. This is not the primary message of the season. No, there is another focus. Forgiveness, life, salvation. All one for us by Christ. And in Christ, these things are given to us. As Paul reminded us in the epistle lesson this past Sunday, though we are still sinners, Christ died for us. And by the shedding of his blood on the cross, our sins are covered. Our sins are atoned for. We are redeemed. We are bought back. And for this, we do thank and praise God for all he has done in Christ. And how do we thank God? How do we thank and praise him? By being in prayer. By reading and hearing God's word. By gathering for the divine service and midweek services. To be sure, to hear God's word is the primary act of worship. In the divine service, Christ says, here is what I have done for you. And in response, we offer our thanks and our praise. This is certainly our duty. And we do this for the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth. The heights of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. We thank and praise God because he is a great God and a great king above all gods. The God we worship is the one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And this is the God we worship and whom we sing to. But there is a lot in this world that can take us away from worshiping God. Just like the Israelites who left Egypt and spent 40 years in the wilderness, we rebel. We rebel against God and do what is contrary to His will. We make and carve out other gods for ourselves to worship, though we may not always know it. The slightest of things can take the place of God and cause us to neglect worship of, of the one true God. A friend asks you, asks you to go fishing instead of attending church. The catch was so good, you decide to go again the next week. It's the first nice day of the spring, so you decide to take a motorcycle ride instead of going to church. Maybe you could ride the motorcycle to church. Now, when we consider what Christ, who holds the world in his hand, endured for us, we should be willing to honor him with our lives. We are all created by God 
So instead of trying to elevate ourselves or anything else above God, we should worship Him. For He alone can save us. And so, as brothers and sisters, we exhort and encourage one another to attend worship. We encourage one another to come to where Christ is, delivering the gifts He so freely and graciously gives. Yes, let us heed His voice. Let us heed the call to worship. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker, for He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. We offer our thanks and praise in humble adoration to whom we owe our being, our life, and our breath. God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. And because he is our God, we can sing to the Lord. We can make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. All in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in true faith in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.